We'd like to welcome you back to the Thursday, 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 the Thursday, the Thursday, Thursday podcast. Uh, you are listening to Hark Henry and your lady, the her, and we have a special show coming up here for you today. Uh, it's going to be a three part series that we are going to call the consociation conversation. It's a series of topics digging deep into marriage and relationship. Part one, which will be today will be about the submissive wife. The submissive wife. Part two, we'll have some guests where we'll address the five love languages. And part three, which is called two people, two beliefs, cultures and religion collide. We'll also have some more guests to kind of talk about relationships and we'll dig deep into uh, some aspects, get other people's points of view. I'm really looking forward to it. I've been doing a lot of research, uh, especially on the submissive wife, so I can make sure that the her knows her role around here. (laughs) (laughs) Roadie's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to make sure you know your role around this place. Oh, I know my role around this place. <laughs> uh, before we begin, I just want to address and give you guys some information. Somebody out there listening might need some help. And, you know, we're here to help anyone that we can and support any programs or auxiliaries that's helping the community or anyone in need. At FeliciaLGibson.com. She uses photography as a voice of fellowship through her website, photosbyhoney.com, where their goal is to capture and share over 1 million random images of fellowship. You can reach her Instagram at photosbyhoney. And again, her website is www.feliciaLGibson.com or photosbyhoney.com. If you or you suspect someone you know is being abused, you should contact Domestic Violence Hotline at one 800 799-7233. Also on uh, Ms. Gibson's website, she has what you call, you can also pose for a purpose in support of a cause that you believe in. You will also find information on how to be a voice for many other programs such as cancer, bullying, lupus awareness. Feel free to contact Ms. Gibson on Instagram or by clicking the contact tab on the website. I will have this information. Matter of fact, I think I already did Put it on our uh, Instagram at M-S-T-A-J underscore H-A-R-K. Mr. J underscore Hart. This information is already on there and I'll probably post it again. And a little bit more information from another program I'm pretty much involved in. They have an Instagram um, page as well called Positive Transitioning Inc. I-N-C. And their website is positivetransitioning.org. Positive Transitioning Inc. is a nonprofit organization that provides individuals re-entering the community after incarceration. Positive Transitioning Inc. is a 24-hour resource and listening line that services all 50 states. The resource and listening line is staffed by life coaches and provides individuals with the immediate support and resources they may need during re-entry. They will also have crisis clinicians available for individuals that may be calling in crisis due to the stresses related to re-entry. So that's a pretty good organization as well. Uh, Someone who's just recently coming back into the community after being incarcerated for a number of years. If you need some help, some direction, uh, it's a program that will definitely get you going in the right direction. 
So if it's you, a family member, go to their website at positivetransitioning.org. This is also on our Instagram, oh, excuse me, also on our Twitter page called at M-S-T-A-J underscore Hark. Well, what's the other one? Two Harks. Which one is that? That's the Instagram. And so what was, oh my, I can't keep these things right. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That means, that only means that oh, goodness. we're blowing up because we have all these social media pages. So that means we're going to have to hire somebody to handle them for us here pretty soon. Or I need some memory boosting vitamins, something. I got a memory boosting uppercut. <laughs> so today's show, we are coming directly from, we're still in Columbus, Ohio. The COVID, that COVID is a, the devil, man. Ooh, man, man. A COVID is a monkey. I tell you, I'm, I'm pretty much over it. So yeah, we're coming from Brick Wall Studios in Columbus, Ohio. Nobody's basement, not even our neighbors. We're right. We're just here. Right. Because my other neighbor, they have a Doberman Pinscher and I don't think it likes me. So we're not going in their basement. <laughs> Plus they slaughter goats. Anyway, um, as I said, today's topic today, part one of the Consociation Conversation series is the submissive wife. And the reason why we're on this topic today is, do you know why? No, because you wanted to talk about it. Something came up, but I can't remember. God, were, I am just... You're not in it today. Oh my gosh. Um, Refresh my memory. Okay. So as we've discussed in a, a previous show, we were talking about 90 Day Fiance. And there's a recent episode, well... They come in different series. There's 90 Day Fiance, the first 90 days, before the 90 days, then there's the 90 Day the other way, and the 90 Day Happily Ever After. So it's 1,090 days. So I think this is the other way where... Yes, it's the other way. Okay. So this couple in particular and another one has sparked this conversation that me and the her had, where the Americans go across seas to be with their so-called significant other. And that's when a lot of problems occur. And sometimes I get a little upset because when the Americans go over there, it, it really it really shows the arrogance of Americans when they go over there and they feel like they're not gonna abide by the cultures of another country. And they feel like they're just gonna change everything and do everything their way. And it starts a lot of debates and a lot of conflicts with the families, with the people and everything else. Uh, this first couple, Angela and Michael, Angela is 50? Yeah, 50-ish. something like that. Uh, she's a, a white woman from Georgia and she's going to marry Michael, who's a Nigerian, who's only about 30 something. Yeah, he's like 30 or 31. Right. So if you don't know anything about African culture, or a, you know, or any Muslim countries over there, a lot of their cultures are, uh, we'll just say, men first. And in some of these cultures, men can have multiple wives. And the women have to be submissive. Submissive, yep. To the point where they're almost servients. I agree with that. Right. Except for Ji Hoon's mom. <laughs> she oh, ain't yeah. serving nobody. Oh, yeah. The, the mother lion came out in that. Anyway, back so, to the explanation. So with 
Michael and Angela, the culture in Nigeria is the man is the head and he runs everything and the woman is supposed to, I guess, stay home and submit. Take and care of the house. Take care of the and house. And he can also have more than one wife. Right. And the woman has to be able to bear children. So Angela already being 50 years old, we know that's not going to happen. But that's an issue because also in that culture, if the mother or the family doesn't approve, the wedding doesn't happen. Right. So the big conflict is, number one, the having of children and the point where Michael's family says the woman must submit. And and him having additional wives, because if she can't have children, he could potentially have another wife and have a child with her. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he wants to. I don't think he he's wants to. He's scared to do it. Yeah, he's scared to do it. <laughs> So the big conflict, the, mo the major conflict is this whole submit word. Angela is just refusing to acknowledge that word while Michael's still trying to maintain his culture. And again, she's like, it's not going to be that way. And she got kind of close to saying some really, some really nasty stuff. You're not God. And of course he's not. But then she got to, she's, she got pretty close to saying some pretty heavy stuff, which I think if she would have kept going, it would have came out. Well, I think submission aside, she already treats him like a child. Right. She doesn't respect him as a man. She yells at him, tells him what to do, and he listens to her. Right. So that's a whole nother story. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like she's trying to be the lead. And again, this is just one of the points of reference in the conversation we're having. Uh, 90 Day Fiance was the big piece of why we're discussing it and other pieces of why we want to discuss it. Just, you know, random comments and conversations that we hear here and there, certain interviews, uh, misinterpretations of a wife being submissive and, you know, a couple other things just like the family dynamics over the years have changed and the social norms have changed in the communities. And we just kind of want to just kind of we want to just dig into this submissive wife theory because it, it could help people who are looking to get married, who are engaged to be married, or people who are newly married who might have a problem with this idea of what the submissive wife is. And this isn't a conversation just for women. This is a conversation for the man as well. For him to understand that for your wife to be submissive, that doesn't mean ownership. Exactly. Right. And I think that's where Angela has it misconstrued. Because there's another young lady on a 98 Day Fiance. She's a black girl from Miami. And she moved over to the Middle East to be with this guy. And the family wants to hurry up and get them married. But she's got to change her culture. She's on Instagram and Facebook. And bikinis. Booty and shaking. Yeah, in their culture, she has to wear those hijabs and she has to yeah. stay covered and she has long weave and on her, her webpage, she has like, she's doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and her, her, his family has a problem with it. They said she does not respect the culture or the religion. And, and like I told her, I said, she doesn't get it. She's over there thinking, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm going to live over here and do what I want to do. Thinking she can change him and maybe even change the culture without realizing that she can get She's herself. dead wrong. Right. She is dead <laughs> wrong. She doesn't realize she can get herself killed and him. Yeah. 
because over there they don't play all that when it comes to Islam. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that pans out. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're together. I, I looked at her page today. And you are not supposed to be looking up that stuff without me. It's her Instagram. That's still giving you information. Ah, uh, they're not together. Anyway. You know what? So, first of all, so I'm going to ask, ask to her and have her chime in. So, one, one question or one statement we want to make, something we just want to clear. What submission in a marriage is not? Well, like you said, it is not being your servant. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not ownership. Mm-hmm. It's not a, uh, it's not... It's not one of those, and we're also, let's make it clear when we're talking about submission. We're not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey or anything <laughs> like that. Right. We're not, if, if that's something you into, that's a totally different conversation that we're not having. So that's not where we're going. As she said, it, being a submissive wife doesn't mean you're a servant, doesn't mean you're docile or degraded. Doesn't mean your opinions don't count. Right. Doesn't mean you're supposed to be humiliated and again like i said this conversation is for women and men mm -hmm. doesn't mean you can disrespect your wife or subject her to any type of physical or sexual abuse just because she's your wife look at you your mama taught you well she has she has. <laughs> uh in fact and this is all based on information that i've looked up at a couple websites and i'm just going to share those websites with you now and you can dig deeper into this after the podcast. So one website we went to was marriageministry.org. Uh, another one is mommynation.com, herway.net. So you can go on there, you can search uh, for some of these suggestions and these topics and feel free to contact us at our Twitter at mstaj underscore h-a-r-k for any questions or comments. Now I did already put put the topic down and I welcome anybody to give a comment or give me a direct message. And some of the comments I got uh, from women, they were not too pleased with the topic because all they saw was submissive wife. So, you know, they came up with how, what makes you think, you know, what a submissive wife, I ain't submitting to anybody. All I referred to them, I said, it's interesting out of that title, that's your feedback. So that means you don't understand what being a submissive wife is. Right. You don't understand the contest we're about to discuss, which means you need to listen to the podcast. It could also be part of the reason that you may not be married because. Ooh, get off their street now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Some certain things they got to understand. So, so based, let's, oh, go ahead. Oh, based on the research I found. In fact, submission in a marriage is a sign of strength, not a weakness for the woman. It's not a reason or purpose for a man to get his own way in the home. Right. Okay. So Vincent, go ahead. I want to talk about what it is. We're talking about what it is. All right. Submission in a marriage is, is a spirit of respect a wife has toward her husband. It's an attitude intended to help her and her husband to live a more content and peaceful life together. Would you agree? I agree. Okay. You going to hit him with some scripture too? Uh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that because this, in this house, you know, God always gets his glory. So some of the, some of the information we have is from scripture and it's just the way that we were brought up in our household. If you don't agree, that's fine. Everything is welcome for a comment and open to interpretation. But again, this is just our input on it. And this is just the research that we found. Well, not only research, but the way we were raised, what we believe and like you said, being submissive doesn't mean your opinion doesn't count. You you don't matter. Like I'm under your feet. 
it's none of that. It's just you're the head of the household and you're steering the ship. But I offer feedback. I'm supportive. You're supportive to me. We have joint discussions and I let you take the lead on things because you're the head. But if I feel you're heading us in the wrong direction, I'm definitely going to speak up. And as my husband, you will hear me out and we'll have a conversation. Absolutely. And I think that's a part of some people don't understand about being a submissive wife. Uh, they feel like they're giving something up, like their rights or their belief, or they're going to be controlled. And I, and I think that's an issue with a lot of women who are very independent. And that's where I was about to go, say you can be an independent woman, but still be submissive when you become a wife. Correct. Growing up, you know, my dad taught me things so I could be independent, changing my own tire, you know, putting oil in the car, fixing flats, like stuff like that. And been in previous relationships where I had to take the lead. I didn't like it, but I did because that was what I was involved in at the time. And being married, I can still have my independence and still be a submissive wife. Because you give me my space when I need it. I ask for help when I need it. But if I want to try something on my own, by myself, you give me that freedom to do it. You're welcome. Oh, whatever. And as, <laughs> <laughs> and as my husband, we both compromise. So we, just, we come together. But again, I know that you're leading the household as the man. Right. And growing up in my household, my father was a reverend, and my parents have been together as long as, as I've, you know, as long as I've been here. So I've always seen my father treat my mother with the utmost respect. Now, in any relationship, there are disagreements between a husband and wife. I've seen my parents argue, but that did not mean they had any less love. They may not agreed on everything, but that did not mean they had any less love. My father was the lead of the house. That was obvious. When you walked in the door, when you walked in the house, you knew who the head of the house was, even if he wasn't in the room. You knew that. Mm. My mother did, my mother never overstepped her, overstepped her boundaries as far as what she's supposed to say or do. Now, not saying that she was in the place, it's just saying my father was the head of the household. So when he made decisions, of course he would converse with her, they make decisions, it would go from there, even though Many times he probably already had it made up in his mind what he was going to do. But that's okay as well because sometimes he might go to her just to bounce the idea off her to, to get her input. Right. And then he's the one that will relay the message to the household. Right. My mother being a submissive woman, she didn't bow down to my dad. They had a disagreement. She had words and he had words. Again, they discuss it. It's over with. The household keeps moving. My mother did more of the house maintaining. She did the cooking, most of the cleaning. She had she had me most of the time. And then, you know, my dad worked. He worked a full-time job, and he also pastored some churches. But also, taking care of the house does not mean being right. submissive. So right. that was just their roles They're, and responsibilities that they worked out between them. Right, right. Um, in today's society, most women are working moms. They're not at home with the children while the man goes off. But if that's how you want to run your household, then that's fine. Um, but in today's society, both parents usually 
are working and then they split the household duties. Good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to share a scripture with you from Ephesians 5, 22 and 33. Um, I don't think I copied the whole scripture, but you know, I'm going to try to paraphrase as much as I can. It says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to the husbands in everything. But there's more. There's more. Husband, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to represent her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. So, basically saying, and like I said, this isn't just a, a, a conversation for women, for men. You treat your wife as well as you treat yourself. Exactly. If you're out eating, you're out somewhere out and about, and you're hungry, or you stop at Mickey D's or whatever. Ew. Or, or whatever. <laughs> you have the retrospect to call your wife and say, hey, are you hungry? If you eat, she's eat. If, uh, you're... If you shopping, you shopping for her too. <laughs> Because, boy, when you come home and you done bought some shoes and you don't have a gift for me, there's going to be problems, problems. We're not, we're not going to talk about that right now. Yes, that's for love languages. We'll save that's that conversation. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you get the overall retrospect. But they're saying, just like Christ loves the church, the man should love his wife in the same respect. Not causing her any harm not accusing her of anything, not holding on to old stuff. If this is your wife, you let her be your wife. You let her be there for you. You let her help you uh, by being a support factor, being a rock, being a tree, being an anchor. That's what you want your wife to be. But you have to treat her as such. And you have to be, uh, what's the word I want to say? Worthy. Yeah, that's, that's it. You have to be worthy of that. Because if you're not, if you're not a just and upright man and you're trying to get these certain things out of a woman, it's not going to work. You can't hold her to a standard that you yourself can't be. Yep. Fist bump. Boom. Mic drop. Boom. Some more feedback on what a submissive wife is. Uh, in the scripture, it says, also calls a wife a helpmate. Uh, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, the partner Adam needs a helper, helpmate, and or helpmeet. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. That's pretty deep. Because you know two scriptures over, that's where our tattoo is. You don't say. You don't say. Genesis 2. 22. Yep. <laughs> that's where uh, God put Adam to sleep, took a rib out of Adam, made a woman, and gave her back to Adam. That's pretty deep. Mm. Yeah. I always say it's like a puzzle. I think the best part of us has been removed and given back to us as a woman. The woman, your wife, is supposed to be your helper because as the scripture says, it's not good for a man to be alone. It's not. You can be as independent as you want. You can be 
as strong as you want. But it's not good for a man to be alone because always remember, just like I said in Genesis chapter 2, 22, we are in part. When Adam was put to sleep, he took a rib. He took a piece of man to make a woman. And then he brought her back to complete the piece again. So that's just a, something just to keep in mind. It's not good for a man to be alone. Why go out there and do things on your own when you don't have to, when you have a helper, when you have somebody who can help you pick up the slack. And I think in one of our last shows, I said, your job is to help me where I fail. So if I don't leave, if I don't close the cupboards. You <laughs> <laughs> in those daggone cupboards. If I, don't, if I don't close the cupboards or pick up some socks. Then I will just slam them behind you. You, you help me where I fail. Right. And so now I'm going to give you some words of, um, no, I'm going to give you some coaching and feedback. Uh-huh. There's been a pair of socks in front of the laundry basket now for two for days. Two days. So after this podcast, I'm going to need you to mosey on up and put those socks in the dirty clothes. I can't camper. do that. I can't do that. Help me help you. I can't. <laughs> You're my helpmate. So where I fail... You help. Right, and I'm helping you by reminding you to pick up some socks. Just pick them up when we get upstairs. <laughs> All right, just some more information here. And this is this is a little bit of feedback for women. And I posted this on uh, one of my, my pages and I got a little, little feedback. And it's just interesting how some people just meet, just miss the underlying message that I'm trying to give them. Uh, in 1 Peter chapter three and four, this is a... Uh, uh, Scripture for women. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. I got a little feedback on that. Okay, let me hear it. Well, it wasn't positive feedback, but the message I'm trying to put out, and and, and it really got the reason why I got feedback is because it hit a nerve with a couple people. And when I go look at the, the person or the people who gave me some feedback, I understand why I got some feedback on it. Because with social media, this is, this is a time in our society where social media just puts everything in your face. And we've even discussed how impersonal and intrusive social media can be, mm-hmm. just how everything you put out there is out there and how people use social media to glorify themselves or bring down others. Or bring down others. With this here, as a woman, you should not put yourself on full display. You don't have to. And it's, like I said, it's interesting to people who gave me feedback. When I go on their page and look, they're putting themselves on full display. They've got pictures with, you know, I call them S-spines. Because they're S-spines? S-spines. But they sticking out their boobs in their Right, butt. right. <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to take a, a full frontal picture with your butt. You, you got your whole spine curved in like an S. You don't have to put that out there. And then just putting everything out there on, you know, that, what they're wearing, where they're going, what they got, the hair, everything. And they're putting that on display. And what the scripture says is that you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't do it. Because when you put yourself out on display, and I'm, I'm going to say this as a man, when you, when you put images out there on display, you give me more than what I need to see. If I see what I see, and then I approach it what I already saw, that's how I'm going to approach it. That's how I'm going to talk to it. Well, yeah, if you're dressing like a 
you know what I mean. I mean, you, and, and that doesn't mean that you are, but for, like I said, for, for a man, if you give me more than what I need to see, when I approach you, that's all I'm going to see. That's all I'm going for. Right. I understand that. Right. I mean, if that's what somebody wants to do, that's what they want to do. I it mean, is. if like when we got dressed up for, let's say like my birthday, of course I want to take some pictures because I feel like I look good. Right. But I'm not dressed inappropriately, but then dressing appropriately inappropriately is in the eye of the beholder. It is. It is. Dave Chappelle did some comedy one day. It was on a show and he was saying, I'm trying to remember how it goes, is that he was at a club and this woman had this dress and her boobs were pushed up. He said they looked like they were coming out of her, her neck or whatever. So he made a comment. He was like, oh, dang. And he said, the woman was offended. And she said, just because I dress this way does not mean I'm a whore. Absolutely. Right. So he said, that may be true. He said, just because you're dressed that way doesn't mean that you are that type of person, but you are wearing a whore's uniform. That's how he put it. So then he elaborated on it. He said, think of it as me as Dave Chappelle, the comedian, walking down the street in a cop's uniform. Somebody gets robbed and they say, oh, officer, come over here, I need your help. He's, excuse me, <laughs> just cause I'm dressed this way does not mean that's what I am. And that's the misconception men have in their minds. If you show me too much, that's what I'm gonna see. That's what I'm gonna, gonna take you as. If you in a video or you know, you're shaking something or twerking something and I jump in your inbox, that's why I'm jumping in your inbox. That doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. But I'm telling you, that's how the society is today. And I think in some sense, that's what makes it hard for women to get into serious relationships and even get married. Because even when you marry, those images are out there. And as a married man, you've got to turn a lot of stuff off because it's just like attacking you, your, your visual senses and things like that. I understand what you're saying, but there's, it's kind of hypocritical. It is. Because it's okay for a man to be shirt all off and open and buff and glistening, it's okay. But then for a woman to dress scandalous, it's guys feel like they can say whatever they want to her or people are looking at her sideways. Now, I don't agree with dressing that way, but if that's how you want to dress, then fine. But you have to understand the kind of men you're drawing attention to. Right. But at the same time, it doesn't give that man the right, the right to address you inappropriately. Right. But that's what you're pulling when you dress or signaling when you do stuff like that. It's interesting. Uh, I was listening to a video, an interview the other day, and they were talking about uh, sexual, sexual assault, not sexual assault, but sexual whatever in the workplace. Misconduct? Something like that. And sexual harassment. That's it. Okay. Sexual harassment she in the knows. workplace. Um, and there were two men talking, and they were talking about women being sexually harassed at work. And he said, in honesty, men get sexually harassed just as much as women do, even worse. Absolutely. But we don't even know it. 
Cause we just be like, Cause oh. like it. Cause we're like, oh, she just into me and stuff yeah. like that. But if a man would take just that moment just to switch switch his thinking for a minute, like, hold on, I don't want I don't want to be treated like this or talked to like this. And then when I think about when I used to work for the school board, oh, Joe tells. <laughs> man. A lot of shenanigans going on that I was not involved in. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Lies and deceit. <laughs> no, no, no. But, again, that's just another point of reference. Why it might be difficult for, um, again, like I said, some women to get in relationships and then even to be submissive because, again, they don't want to change who they are. And if... You like doing that in, on your on your Instagram, but that's fine with me. But you also have to look at who you're attracting. Mm-hmm. You have to see what's coming at you, because then these same females who made comments like who didn't like what I was put, placing out there, they are still the same ones. Oh, I'm sick of men. These men ain't this. These men ain't that. Why don't you just be upfront? This. Why do they have to be upfront with when they're coming for what you presented them with? I get it. I understand right. what you're. I understand what you're saying. But like I said, at the same time, it's not right. Right. But this if is our you society. want to right, and if you want to attract a different type of man, then you need to present yourself in a different way. Right. So it first starts with you looking at yourself to figure out why you keep attracting the same men. Right. Because I see a lot of women, and I have a lot of female friends. And I, I have female friends over the years and who who have had tough relationships. And I've had a few call me up and say, man, they say, what is wrong with me? And it's, there's nothing wrong with them. And it's because either they won't behave in a certain way that he wants, or maybe they have. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a catch-22 sometimes. But I always tell my friends, it's not what's wrong with you. Maybe it was something that they were expecting that's out of your character, or it's just something more, maybe you gave too much. Maybe you gave him more that he can handle and he ran from it. But I also I always tell them, don't be discouraged on what your, your end all goal is. You know, the goal shouldn't be to be married, because some people say, I just want to be married. I met them too. I just want to be married. They don't care who who they're in a relationship. They just, they just want to be married. They just want to be married. Mm-hmm. I've had that conversation. I, I I just want to be married. They don't they don't care who. They just want to be. And then when when that happens, the submissive wife shows up. I don't want to be married anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that conversation. So I don't have the answers to dating and marriage. But these are just some things that are out there that have to be considered if this is the, the, the path that you want to go. So another piece of the topic that that I found out, you know, I did my research on this. Yeah, you did. Um, there was a question I found on mommynation.com. This is for uh, black women. And the question was, can a black woman be a submissive wife? Of course. Absolutely. I can't believe that's even a question. It is a question because sometimes black women... We're independent. We have, we're opinionated. We sometimes are single moms, so we have to right. step up our game, right. play the mother and the father. Right. 
But that doesn't mean we cannot be submissive as a wife when we find the man that we're supposed to be with. Absolutely. And this goes back to a comment I made earlier that the I think the social social roles and the family values and roles have changed over the years. You and I were brought up in homes where our parents were married and were together. Yep. Most of my friends were brought up in households where there was a mother and father, and I probably had a few who didn't. And now, as I as I got older, it's like a norm for uh, single parent households. Mm-hmm. And I think with single parent households, now these kids, especially the young men and the young ladies, they see their mothers, because mostly kids are mostly with their mothers. So the young girls, they see their mothers holding it together, doing it on her own. Uh, she might have a boyfriend, it don't work, he out. So when these young these young ladies get older, that's, that's in their mind. Because they don't see uh, a two family household. Right. So when they're growing up, they're going to school, they're pushing forward. They're independent, they're pushing forward. They're independent, they're making their money. And as a black woman, especially, you know you gotta go. Twice as hard. Five times as mm-hmm. hard to get what you gotta get. Yep. Because if you don't, you'll get stepped over and stepped on. So when these women become of age, a lot, not all, find it hard, they find dating hard. Because they are already in a position where I don't need you. What are you bringing to the table? And that doesn't mean she can't be, she can be a submissive wife, but they may need to have that conversation about what a submissive wife is because they haven't grown up in a household where that's a thing. Right, and all relationship falls back to communication. You have to be able to communicate and discuss and define roles. And as a black woman, I'm still opinionated. I don't have to hold my opinions because I'm a submissive wife. I just have to know how to address those opinions. If I have an issue with something, I'm not going to discuss it out in public where it can be heated or, you know, I'm going to pick my time and we're going to have that conversation where I can express my opinionated self in the household. Yeah. It's just a time and a place for everything. It is. It is. Also, on that point of the independent woman, and I think talking to you about some of your past relationships, you've had this problem because you've you've been independent. You were before you met me. You were single. You dated some guys, but you've worked a job. You've had your own money. Take care of yourself. Yep. And then you get these guys who who are not used to a woman having more than him. Yep. And they grew up in households with a single mother who of course is doing what she's supposed to do, but of course that's her son, so there's only so much that she can teach him on how to be independent because your mom, for a boy, your mom's gonna do everything for you. Your mom's gonna give you everything as a boy. You don't say. Be quiet. But as they get to that age and then they meet women who are independent, who are career driven, they find it hard to deal with them. And uh, I think sometimes those two type of um, ways of thinking collide because you have a woman who's doing everything on her own. That you have a young man who's used to having a lot of things done for him. 
and they both could be lawyers. So it doesn't mean that this way or the other. They could both be lawyers, but he's still used to his mother doing certain things for him. Picking up his socks and putting it in the laundry basket. Where I failed you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> he walked right into that. And, and those those two worlds collide a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, he may not be used to that type of woman who's opinionated. Because your mother's not going. Your mother's going to check you, but she's not going to be that opinionated in who you are and what you're not doing. You know what I mean? As opposed to somebody you're dating. Oh yeah. I mean, your mother's going to check mm-hmm. you. But if you're dating somebody and and this woman has an opinion about this and like you said, well, I don't, you know, if a man's talking about, uh, well, I don't like the way uh, politics is going. Then she has an opinion about that. Yeah. More so than what your mother would have. Because yeah. you wouldn't have that conversation. But if she says, no, well, you need to remember this, this, that, and women's lip, this, this, that. And she might just kick out some points that he's not even ready for. That would turn him off. Yeah. Because he already, he's like, she's not submissive. I'm going to have problems with this. She's going to be combative. And see, and being combative depends on, well, like they use combative in a bad way, but having a conversation, having an opinion or a disagreement does not mean you're combative, but it can be taken that way in the example that you just gave. Right. But yeah, that's why those relationships didn't work out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I've never been, me and myself, I'm not an insecure man. So if somebody makes more money than me, that means we got more money to share. <laughs> you got that wrong. Whatever. But I've also, I won't even say it's a relationship, but I, I had associated with a young lady who felt it was in her best interest to keep trying to challenge me on how much money I make and that she has more than What? Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? No. She, she felt it necessary to always let, she felt it necessary to let me know that she has more than me. Okay. Yeah. Why? I don't know. That didn't work out. <laughs> that didn't work for me. I don't care that you have rental property. That's not my concern. And then um, she would tell me all this other stuff. I'm like, I don't really care about how much money you make. Since I used to work for the school system, I would take summers off and I wouldn't work. And that was a problem for her. She's like, well, how do you make money? And I, I'm like, you know, I'm like, look, See that Acura in the driveway? <laughs> you see the beat, the three-bedroom ranch that I just walked out of. I'm cool. Yeah, that's weird. Right. I said, I'm cool. As you see, I'm not struggling. I'm not asking you for anything. I got two dogs in the basement that's, that's thick as bricks. They not hungry. My ribs ain't touching. So <laughs> why are you worried about what I got going on? So then she thought she was slick one day because she, she knew I was kind of off with. So she tried to she tried to friend zone me one day by telling me about her ex-boyfriend that they're off and on. And she said he just always complains that I belittle him. And I said, really? I said, I can see that. Because I said, you keep trying to challenge me on what I'm doing, but it's not gonna work. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So we had some words after that and I said, you can leave. <laughs> no. You ghosted her. Oh yeah, definitely. So the question is, so can a black woman be a submissive wife? And I answer that, absolutely. Yes, yes you can. Uh, regardless of her history, her past experience, poor examples that poor examples that she's seen, the movies and everything else, a black woman and any woman can submit to her husband. If you could keep in mind that submission is a command of God and when you submit, you are submitting to God and being obedient to him 
not a man. If you remember that God gives you the grace to be obedient and walk in all things that he calls you to. Lastly, if you remember that God will keep you and protect you and your marriage when you desire to be fully submitted to him. Now, this is for a family that keeps God first. Absolutely. Which is what we do. Yes. Yes. And on, I don't want to make it seem like we're just harping on women, which you said this is for both men oh, and I, women. I got more coming. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the dudes ain't off the hook. No. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We need to make sure men understand, again, submission is not a servant, meaning you're the, you know, the deciding, controlling person in, in the house. You have to respect your wife and be worthy of that submission. I just want to make sure men, it's not just an, an easy out because I'm a man, you got to listen to what I say. It right. does not work that way. No, it doesn't. doesn't. Really, really kind of shows your, your insecurities when you uh, approach your relationship or your marriage like that. Uh, me and her joke about obeying because it was in our vows. And we joke about it. I'm like, you're not obeying. <laughs> the vows were love, honor, pick up the socks I don't pick up right. and obey. Exactly. So she's not doing her, her due diligence here. But it's a joke. I don't see I don't see my wife as second to me. I see her as my equal. And I don't flaunt my position as a man in front of her. I don't cast authority over her on what she can or what she cannot do. Now, when she does something that I have a problem with, then I voice my opinion. Likewise. Yeah, likewise. And again, that's where communication comes in. Now, those things that I may not be happy with can some problems for a couple hours but as adults we have to work those things out so like if she goes somewhere and i said don't go what i've <laughs> never said that no i've never said that here are some reasons why black women are deemed not submissive uh they have often had to be the woman and the man in the house which you touched on before. yeah raising children absentee fathers or it's difficult to raise I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's you know, if, if you can't be together as a couple to raise your children, it's it's good to do share parenting, but it's still difficult. Yeah. Because in my opinion, you still, the kids still get the short end of that stick because they don't get to see a house in whole. They get a household in part. It's what it is today, but at least they get to see how their mother raises and, and holds her household. Then they get to see how the father runs and holds his household. So I guess it, it's it's a win-win situation in some uh, retrospects, but as long as they're on the same guideline, they same should page. be okay. Society has hardened us, and it's often hard to turn that off when we get home. Yeah, I believe that. What did we watch last night with Sonali? Oh, Napoli Ever After. Napoli Ever After. God, I remembered something. Yeah. Did you see how many changes she went through and how she felt her hair had to be a certain way in order for her to be successful. And then when it wasn't how tough they were on her, nobody paid attention to yep. her. Things like that. And then the guy she was engaged to said, you're always perfect. And she said, I have to be perfect because that's how she was raised. When she cut her hair and let loose, he fell back in love with her, but then wanted to grow her hair, do something with her hair and be perfect. Yeah. And that's how society is on uh, black women. Black women are all, always in a flux to try to figure out where they fit in. Does my hair need to be long? Is it too short? Should it be straight? Should it be straight? Can I go natural? Yeah. Can I, how do I look as a blonde? Things like that. And if their hair can't grow, then they gotta get the, all the extra. 
and just go from there because they're worried about the opinions of society right outside influences and that's what i was reading in the scripture don't put yourself out there that shouldn't be your focus to be out front Mm -hmm. you should let the man or even the world see the beauty of you from the inside yeah and also i kind of liken submissive to being vulnerable as well because like you like you just um, mentioned how we're independent we do things on our own we have to work harder in the workplace we build these walls and fences to keep people out and breaking down those walls to be vulnerable allows you to be a submissive wife right you know trusting that your husband for who he is and not bringing past relationships into the fold. Right. And, and hold on to that thought about trusting the husband. Because like I said, men, you're not off the hook. I'm like, when are you going to get to the men? I'm like, I'm tired of... Well, um... well I, I got some things for the men, but it was hard looking up this subject for men, a submissive husband and things like that, because when I Googled it, it just kept bringing up porn sites. Because <laughs> submissive husband means something else. <laughs> <laughs> now that was Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, no, this no, no, not this stuff. <laughs> oh. Fifty Shades didn't get down like this stuff. Ew. Yeah, so I'm limited on the information I have about men, but I do have some information. Well, and you can speak from experience. Right, 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 right. You don't right. have to read it off the internet. But the internet, everything's there. It, whatever, just because on the internet doesn't not mean it's, it's true. If it's Google, it's right. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, for men, now this is a tough one. Our men haven't always been someone worth of having a submissive woman. That's what I said. Right. I hate I hate when let me say this. I don't have a problem with interracial relationship at all. That's what you want to do, fine. But I hate when I'm talking to a black guy and he tells me, Well, I, I married I married a white woman because she don't bother me. Black women talk too much or they're too combative or or this and this that. Do you mean that she's opinionated, she has a voice and you're not able to deal with it? Say that. But don't say that because black women are this and white women. Don't say that. I don't like that. And I'll check anybody who says it. If you prefer to marry someone white, Indian, Japanese, then say, this is preference. Yeah, this is the person I prefer. I was walking down the street, tripped over at Walmart. I wanted to marry her. Say that. (laughs) But don't sit here and try to bash one side of women for another side of women because that's just wrong. And that is just, again, that and just shows opinionated women immature. come in all shapes and colors. Right. Because I've dated women of many different races, and it's it's not much of a difference. If, if I dated a black woman and she called me on some stuff, she called me on some stuff. A white woman, too, a Latino, they called me on my stuff. All the same. So I might get away with a little bit more than on some other stuff. But to me, it's, it's you, you shouldn't bash one for the other. That's my opinion. I don't like when people do yeah. that. Because then, because really, you're not showing either one of respect. Well, I, I just married a white woman because... Because she does what I say. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't talk to black women because she don't do what I say. Well, you're not showing either one of them any respect. Yeah. So don't do that, fellas. For a man to have a submissive woman, big question is, are you leading? Are you a leader in a relationship? Are you a leader in the home? Are you a leader with a conversation? Do you earn it? It's not... Woman's not going to give it to you. Don't matter if she's black, white, red, green, purple. Right. You're not just going to have it handed to you. You've got to earn it. Because like the her said, woman has to trust you. She has to trust that you won't take her feelings and 
slap her upside the face or you want to take something from her past and try to hold it against her. She wants to know that emotionally, mentally, that she could trust you with what's going on in her world. When she comes home, she's had a hard day. She doesn't want you saying, how come the food's not ready? She wants you to say, how was your day? How what can you, I do? How can I help you? Do you need something? So on and so forth. And that's how you earn a submissive woman because a woman needs to be molded and nurtured just as much as you do, just as much as we do. Go ahead, preach it. Whatever. As a husband, I am submissive to my wife. A lot of things I have to pay attention to. I know I know her mood swings. I know when something's bothering her and I know I have to step in and have to figure out what the issues are. Now she doesn't tell me. I do. Eventually. You never tell me. That's a different conversation. <laughs> See, you're not earning, 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 what is it? Oh, I've earned. My submissive behavior. <laughs> I'm about to turn this mother out. But as, as a husband, as a head of a household, I have to be vulnerable to certain things. So my independence, I had to let that go because I was used to doing things my own way having my own space. But when I chose to take a wife, I knew I had to move that to the side. So a lot of things changed. And in a way, that's that's my way of submitting. So my thinking, my way of living had to change. The way, my way of talking and understanding things had to change because I had to submit to what she's bringing into the household. I have to submit to what her needs and what her feelings are. Again, a lot of things that we have going on, we don't always agree. The her moving into my home, that was another submission on my part because I had to make room for her physically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's when you boil it down, it's just compromising. Really, it is. It's no longer I, it's we and us and how our actions impact our household. Right. Because as, as a husband, I need to know, or as a husband, and this is, you know, my feeling. As a husband, I need to know that when I leave work and I come home, that when I open the door, my wife is there and I'm her sole priority when I hit the door. That's what a submissive wife is. And also being cognizant that my wife needs to be my sole priority when she needs something. That's what a submissive husband is. If she's lacking something, if she needs something, or she can't, she has an issue that you know, in the family that she can't really address and she needs my support, that's what a submissive husband is and vice versa. Now we have other different roles within the household. She likes to clean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like to cook, she doesn't. She don't. <laughs> she don't. <laughs> so there, there's just roles that we have so in a sense it's really not about being a submissive wife it's being a couple that compromises with change exactly right and then when you put children into the factor your your submissions change even more right because you submit to the kids (laughs) all day every day you're dad you're the head (laughs) but you're gonna submit to that kid especially if you're a guy got a daughter you're submitting to her you might as well forget it (laughs) moms to the sons and vice versa I have some steps, 10 steps on becoming a submissive wife. Feel free to chime in at any time. Number one, a submissive wife makes sure that everything's under control in her household. Including her husband. That's right. Number two. Sex is a mutually shared endeavor. 
It is. Yes, it should be. It definitely should be. It shouldn't be uh, forced upon you or anything like that. When I want it, I better get it. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> she supports her husband. And I have to say that her does a great job of supporting her husband. Oh, thank you. There's a lot of things that's been happening and moving here in the background that without her support, I would not be able to have completed at this time. And because of her support, there's more things moving forward with not just the podcast, but a lot of other things that are really going to be healthy for our family going forward. Number four. She leans to a healthy lifestyle. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. No, please do. No, this is, this is a serious talk. A submissive wife, and I don't care, I don't care who said or what, a submissive wife has control of the household. The man just don't know it. Exactly. Right. So I said it's all about timing. Right. If, especially if she's cooking. So if she starts cooking or doing things in a healthier lifestyle, husband's going to follow suit. Exactly. Without even realizing he's doing it. Right. She might be a struggle there for a second, but she'll get him there. Number five, a submissive wife sets boundaries subtly. Did I say that word right? Subtly. Subtly. Being submissive doesn't mean you do everything you're told. A submissive wife sets her own boundaries, and the major difference is that with these boundaries, she is not trying to protect only herself, but her husband too. That goes back to a saying that you're not property. You do have a say-so. You have to set boundaries of what's going, what is and is not going to happen in a relationship in this house. Exactly. I mean, that's just like when you're dating, you a man is only going to do what you let him get away with. Right. If you don't set those boundaries and expectations up front, then you have issues. Right. Number six. She surrounds herself with positive people. <sighs> Fellas, I'm going to say this. If your wife doesn't have positive friends or positive people around her, you're going to have problems. Because that one friend who can't get a man, who can't get a date, and always angry, <laughs> <laughs> going to be in your wife's ear every second she gets. And she's not gonna like you because she resents you because your wife has something that she can't get. So if she has a friend like that, better keep an eye on her. The friend may just be going through a rough patch. For 10 years? <laughs> yes. Maybe her patches is just rough. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you silly. Number seven, a submissive wife always gives her husband some space. I do. I give you space. I didn't say you did. I mean, that look was like... Nope. I get space. I get time to play my video game. I get time to go work out. I get time to go wherever I want to go. There's no, there's no discussions about it. Yeah, sometimes I just get this vibe. I'm like, oh, he needs space, so I just make myself scarce. Mm -hmm. Either that or you call a dentist. <laughs> I'll tell you guys about so, it. No, whatever. I'll tell you guys about it. What number? We're on number eight. Number eight. She lets her husband lead the way, but she's the one to redirect if need be. 
A submissive wife will always let her husband lead the way or pick something because that way it's less stressful. When two people are extremely stubborn, even the most trivial things will seem impossible to solve. A submissive wife knows that if she lets her husband first make decisions and lead the way, she will decrease the chance of constantly getting to fights over something. She knows that the quality of her marriage depends on themselves alone and they have to find a way for it to function. This doesn't mean that she will remain silent if she sees that the things are going in the wrong direction. Nope, she may be letting her husband lead the way, but she will always redirect him if the need arises. That is the real beauty of marriage and true love. That's right. Do I get redirected? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Number nine, she cries instead of yells. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I always get yelled at. <laughs> Shut the cabinet! Pick up your socks! Where I fail... Love, honor, obey, and pick up your socks. <clears throat> Dude, I got the floor. <laughs> Number 10. A submissive wife lets her husband be her hero. Do you want to read that part? No. If you want to become a true submissive wife in every sense of it, you need to remember to let your husband be your hero. Given that all men by nature want to be our heroes, a woman should give her man some room to prove himself and take care of her. In order to fully to submit to your husband, you need to let him protect you, hold you in his arms, and never stop fighting for your happiness. When you're feeling down, you need to let him lift your spirits up because a submissive wife accepts her man's bravery and commitment with open arms. She knows that her husband loves her and will do anything for her and his family, and she welcomes and embraces that. She gives him a chance to prove his masculinity and hero heroism. That is the only way to reach balance and establish a happy and healthy marriage. Just like I said, vulnerability. True. <laughs> True. Took a minute for you to digest that? No. No. Do you agree with that? No. What? That? No, I'm kidding. Absolutely. Am I your hero sometimes? <sighs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Rest of the time, I'm the villain. <laughs> I'm exactly. Not, I'm not the Black Panther. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree with that. And um, again, thinking about some of my past relationships, any relationship that didn't work out, I just always look at it as like, that just wasn't meant to happen. But I was a person who, like I told you before, I wanted to be married by the time I was 25. I didn't really want to be out and about, but it just didn't work that way and I'm glad it didn't. But one relationship I had in particular, she did not want a hero. She was a, she was a career-driven, headstrong woman, but she had personality issues and mental issues. And we conflicted on a lot of things. So when I did try to help or be a hero, she said, I don't need you. What is, she said something to me. I don't need you to try and help me. Just listen. I'm like, okay, I'm listening. But so, that is helpful. She just needed to vent instead of you taking action. I'm not done. Oh, there's so, more. Yeah. So then when I just sat there and listened, don't you have something to say? But I said, you just told me you don't need my help, but you just want me to listen to you. And there's other situations where she said, I don't need you to come in and save me during this and this and that. And then when situations come up, you could have came in and said something. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what, what do you want me to do here, man? You were getting conflicting information. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if I have a problem, 
I want to talk to you about it so we, not I, can deal with the issue. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You have anything else you want to add to about being a submissive wife? How's the job working for you? It's fine. It's not a job. It just, it's natural. When you find that special person who you trust, who you respect, who you love, it just comes natural. It's not a job. Right. And, and my last and final thought on it, and we've addressed it a number of times in the conversation, being submissive as a woman does not mean you're giving yourself up, does not mean you're giving over ownership, does not mean you do not have a say in the household. It just means that you are the strongest branch on the tree because the man is the root. You know, he's holding everything together. You're a branch from that. You guys are growing a family in separate ways and you've got to be the strongest branch to help him support those other branches that are growing from that tree. Whether it's uh, his problems at work, children, problems with children might have a school family issues with in-laws and things like that those are things that he'll either need help with or that he may not be in a position to handle does that make sense yep yep (laughs) on that note (laughs) we're going to bring this to a close because the hair is yawning it's late it's always late (sighs) anyway uh we enjoyed this segment here. I'm looking forward to the next ones we have coming up. Uh, like I said, this is going to be a three-part series. Uh, part two is going to be about the five love, love languages. So we're going to have uh, some a, couple f- a couple come in uh, next week and give us some tidbits. They had schooled us on a couple of things before. They've been married for a while. And part three, I'm really looking forward to cultures and religion collide, two people, two beliefs. I'm really, really looking forward to digging deep into that. So on that note, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your ears. Thank you for your ears. Don't forget every Sunday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. WMVU.org, the Two Hearts Sunday Show. It's picking up steam. We play your favorite gospel, jazz, R&B, hip hop. We have Hey Nosy, What's Trending With? The Her. The Her. We have your Way Back When History Moments. And we have special surprises every every other week. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we have some other things. And if you missed it last week, uh, the Tiger King, Joe Exotic, called the show <laughs> from prison. <laughs> have a good evening. Sleep well. Remember, you can hit us up at Twitter at M-S-T-A-J underscore Hark for any comments. Independent artists who want to display their music on our podcast, feel free. Advertisers, direct message, and we'll work some things out. Peace. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Because I'm your wife. You can't fire me. We in this together.